0: Good evening, all. Hello and welcome to the Franchise Tag Podcast with me, your host, Freddie Hall. For the old fan, the new fan and the UK fan, once again, joined by the guys, Adam, George, Andrew, back again for the Franchise Tag Podcast. And it's been a lot of talk about the AFC. I mean, what does the A stand for in AFC? And it is action. It's been action packed. All moves have been happening. Trades have been going in the division, excitement. So much has been happening. And what does the N stand for in NFC? No action. And that's the unfortunate thing. But we are going to bring NFC back to fruition tonight. We're going to be bring them back to the light, and bring them to the forefront of the franchise tag podcast tonight because we have two two guys here. Two and he said two players. Definitely not two players. Two <coughs> hosts that have teams in the NFC. And being Andrew, we support the New York Giants, and he will be talking about the NFC East later on. And Adam, who supports the Green Bay Packers, he'll be talking about the NFC North later on. But we're going to wheel round to George to begin our segment of the NFC tonight. The forgotten little brother of the AFC, but not forgotten for much longer once we, you know, inject some energy into the NFC through our personalities and for our joy of, of watching it. So, George, going to crack off you tonight talking about the NFC South, a division that has seen Tom Brady retire out of it and then return back into it. Um, A, a division that's seen Matt Ryan, long veteran, standing veteran for the Atlanta Falcons, move away. And a Panthers team that goes into the draft with a quarterback question mark or what are they going to do moving forward? Matt Rule on the hot seat, maybe. <coughs> It feels like this division needs a bit of something going on Um, and the Saints as well. Now wrapping up with Jameis Winston, it's, it's, it's it's not a new age in the NFC South. It may be a little bit of business as usual. George, you take it away. What are you thinking about the NFC South for the 2022 season?
1: So before I sort of wrap up the NFC South and talk about where I think the the teams will will finish in the division, I'll just touch on some of the the transactions that each of the teams made and I won't spend too long on them. We'll start with the Panthers. I'll just note now, all teams but the Bucks were potentially in the running for Deshaun Watson, obviously we know that. And then we made it for different reasons, a more exciting division as opposed to what it is now. But if we start with the Panthers, obviously they missed out on Deshaun Watson and they did resign a number of the guys. Um, they signed DJ Moore to a big contract, four years, 72 million. They restructured Robbie Anderson's contract to create another 5.8 million in cap space. I will just say he was a fraud last season, a massive fraud last season. <laughs> um, kind of like Kenny Gollegate for the Giants. I did say, Andrew, I know you're a Giants fan. Um, they did sign former Ravens center Bradley Bozeman, former Ravens punter Johnny Hecker, and Washington's defensive tackle, I say Washington, the Commanders, um, defensive tackle Matt Ioannidis' to a one year deal. Linebacker Damien Wilson to a two-year deal, Xavier Woods to a three-year deal, um, Rashard Higgins from the Browns, um, he's gone over to uh, the Panthers, also someone that you know had a relationship with Baker and that is no longer the case. And in particular, the deal that I really liked is they signed um, running back uh, Deontay Foreman, who did quite well when he filled in for Derrick Henry um, last season. A um, number of couple of guys, free agent guard Austin Corbett, re-signed Julian Stanford with the linebacker. They did cut ties with Morgan Fox and cornerback AJ boyer who we know you know can be can be a great cornerback. But the biggest thing is they lost Hassan Reddick, edge rusher to the Eagles. Now, the Panthers finished five and two, bottom of the NFC South. Um, and that kind of says a lot about where they're heading. They've they've got issues obviously at, at quarterback, and they may or may not drop may or may not draft the mm-hmm. quarterback. Um and obviously the main, I guess, guy to talk about briefly is CMC. And it was reported, and that is Christian McCaffrey was reported that they were open to trading him. And then I believe they kind of shut things down. But if I'm, if I'm not incorrect, if I'm not correct, I think they are still open to trading Christian McCaffrey. And mainly that is because of his his um, inability to stay healthy. Running back, to that is the name of the game nowadays. Um, we've seen it time and time again. If you can't stay healthy, we're more likely to ship you out the door regardless of your your kind of status. And if he does get traded, I don't want to say rebuild, but the the, the Panthers are looking, you know, they, they're looking for a new way to move forward. Quickly move on to the Falcons, another team that lost out on, on Deshaun Watson. You'll see a theme developing here. They lost their best mm-hmm. linebacker in foyer. um, Olukun to the Jaguars, and they also lost Russell Gage to the Buccaneers. Um, and it, it, I think this just signifies a transition in their whole regime because obviously Matt Ryan has gone to the Colts, and I'll take that. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave left tackle Jake Matthews a three-year extension, re-signed the kicker Young Hoku, um, released tackle, defensive tackle Tyler Davidson, they lost long snapper Josh Harris to the Chargers, signed quarterback Casey Hayward, which I really liked. He was a target, I believe, for the Colts, but obviously, Ballard, being Ballard didn't want to pay up the money because he can be a bit tight. Um, they signed cornerback T's Traber, or Tabor, and re signed a couple of guys, including Anthony Rush, um, and also re signed their cornerback Isaiah Oliver. I mentioned they lost Matty Ice, they brought in Marcus Mariota. Now, for me, I, f- I see this as a stopgap. I don't see this as Mariota being the guy for them moving forward long term. Um, Mariota's obviously backed up Derek Carr as the option or speed option back in, in at the Raiders for a couple, of, I think, a couple of years now. So this is him, I guess. If he does a good enough job, they may want to move forward with him. I see that's highly unlikely in my in my in my eyes. Uh, the Falcons went seven and seven and ten, and they finished third in the third in their division. Quickly move on to the Saints, who again also missed out on Deshaun Watson. Again, the theme continues to run here. Mm-hmm. Um what I would like to say about this team is Saints head coach Dennis Annan actually flew out to meet with uh, Michael Thomas. And now no one's really spoken about Michael Thomas because he's kind of dropped off the face of the earth. Um he missed all of last season. Obviously, we know he led that. he held the record for was it most catches, I believe it was. I can't quite remember what his record was. Mm. That kind of goes to show. Um I know he's a he is an all pro wide receiver, but he hasn't been wasn't informed, obviously had the injury and there was the whole drama around whether he wants to come back. Word is that he's more focused than ever and he can't wait to return. Jameis Winston is now at the helm. Uh, he signed a new deal. They were obviously trying to go for Watson. That didn't materialise. But they also it was also announced today that they signed Andy Dalton to a one-year deal. Three million guaranteed with the potential to make it six million. Which says to me that I don't know how much you're going to use Taysom Hill in the quarterback position. We know he can do it all with a little bit of this Rosami knife, but I don't know if we'll see him in the quarterback position going forward, although he did sign a new contract. Um, former New York Jets' safety, Marcus May, they signed him for a deal worth $28.5 eight point five million, and he brings more, a more physical and versatile presence. They lost Marcus Williams to the Baltimore Ravens, and he was a guy who was posterized in the infamous Minnesota Miracle, where um, Diggs scored at the end of the game to take them through into the playoffs. They created some more cap space by um, restructuring a contract of tackle David Onyemar um, and tackle James Hurst. And they also also signed 49ers defensive end um, Kentavaria Street. They still have Kamara. Not a lot is said about Kamara. Again, I guess it's because, you know, the quarterback play isn't great. Kamara can't do it all on his own. We've kind of seen that with the likes of CMC. It's not possible you either end up being hurt or kind of forgotten about um they went down in a second division and that brings us to the last team in the division and we all know who that is tom brady Mm -hmm. the buccaneers as much as i hate to talk about him because he's ruining the lives of us Colts fans um (laughs) he's the only team. the bucks are the only team in the division that actually didn't go for watson and i don't know if it's because they knew brady was gonna come back or i mean it was always said bruce arian's always said the door was left open and if he wanted to come back they'd welcome him back with open arms There were rumours that he was potentially recently going to go to the Dolphins. That's been shut down completely. Um, So we mentioned earlier, they signed Russell Gage, receiver from the Falcons. Um, They also traded for Shaq Mason, pending the physical from the Patriots. They also went after and have now signed Logan Ryan, who's an ex-Patriot. So again, a little bit of a theme here after they lost Jordan Whitehead to the Jets. Um, It's probably likely that Gronk comes back. Gronk is that kind of guy now. He's earned his stripes. He probably doesn't need to show up to camp, doesn't need to show up to all these sessions. He'll just show up. When he wants to show up, and I'm sure they'll take him back with open arms. Mm-hmm. Um, they start re-signed receiver Rashard Perryman. Um, Godwin got paid. I mean, he signed. I believe it's a three-year, sixty million deal after coming off that ACL injury. So he's done quite well to sign that. To sign that deal, signed cornerback Carlton, Carlton Davis, who in the Bucks Nation are calling the best corner on the team. So he returns on a three-year deal. While Santa Ryan Jensen came back the moment that he heard um, Brady was was unretiring. Um, they've lost Ronald Jones to the to Kansas, um, and that came out a couple of days ago. Leonard Fournette returns after handing over all of Brady's secrets to um, Bill Belichick on his short stint to the Patriots, where I thought they were going to sign mm-hmm. him, but they didn't. Um, and they obviously lost um, uh, they lost Alex Kappa, a guard to the Bengals, Ali Marpet to retirement, and T.J. Titan O.J. Howard to the Bills. They went 13 and four, top of the division, and I guess they'll look to, to find themselves back there. Now, before I hand it over to you guys, if I was to rank these teams this season in this division, the Bucks win the division again. I know they've lost some weapons, but I still they've got the capability to get it done. Um, and then, then the remaining three teams, I'm a bit mystified because I'm not really sure where to rank them. Depending on what the what the Panthers do at the quarterback position, I'm interested in putting them second. If they can, if they can, if they draft a quarterback potentially. Um, and CMC can stay healthy. Um, they kind of gone under the radar with some of the weapons that they did sign. Um, obviously, they've still got DJ Moore. Um, so I'm not. It's a toss up between the three of them. <clears throat> the Saints. Yeah, I'm not too sure. It's it's really it's interesting in the sense that there isn't a clear winner aside from the Bucks. The, the, the remaining three, we could go, I don't know, we could go Bucks potentially, the Saints, the Saints, and then oh god, it's kind of ugly. The Saints <laughs> of and Panthers. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not entirely sure, but I think for, the one thing I know for sure is Brady will top the division and make it through to the playoffs, and the other three spots are up for grabs.
0: With this division now, it just feels like with the movement that's happened Matt Ryan leaving the division, Sean Payton not being at the Saints anymore, which is such a big blow to the Saints, even though Dennis Allen has been his coordinator for a long time, has taken up that helm. Saints have always been one of them teams where. I, well, right, in the last few years, I feel like we're not wowed by them, but they can be so good on their day. Their defense can be so dominant. It's won them a lot of games. Their offense has been one dimensional at times, um, due to injuries and due to, due to Drew Brees leaving. Obviously, there's been a bit of a quarterback issue there with them guys. I believe Taysom Hills actually sort of convert said today he's going to be converting to a tight end. Um, oh, I think wow. he's, I that's understand. what he's going to be deciding to do. So, that's how okay. I think they're going to be using him going
2: forward, which is he's the exact being listed table. as a tight end on um, all the depth charts, isn't
1: he? It's a very small do- tight end.
2: <laughs> well, it doesn't mean he is going to play tight end, mm. he can
0: be called anything. He, he's been called a quarterback yeah. and he's played running back, tight end, wide receiver for that team. So it doesn't really mm. overly matter where he's listed. Um, but, break. Right, the problem with this division is division is it's just the, the lack of diversity at the quarterback yeah. position, George, isn't it? I mean Brady's the king. When Brady comes out looks at the division and goes, I'm gonna retire and he looks at the division and goes, Why should I retire? I'm going to the playoff yeah. again next year if I yeah. play. Why why do you think that's what he had in his mind when he was thinking about Uden retiring?
1: I think two things, yes, and he probably doesn't like his family that much. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um to be off, kind of. I think I, I did see something and it was a quote from, I think it was 2005. He was interviewed by CBS 60 Minutes and they said to him, what do you fear? And he said, I fear when I stop playing because when I stop playing and I don't hear the fans calling my name, I don't know what that's going to feel like in the off season. What have I got to, almost what have I got to live for? And you can kind of understand it for someone who's been playing for longer than, I don't know, the majority of people in the league where you've had a taste of the off season, had a taste of retirement without American football and you don't really know what to do next. Um, so, and you mentioned the division. You look at that division, and you go, well, apart from the Saints, who I think the Saints did topple them a couple of times, or maybe it was once last season, they had they had Brady's number. Aside from that, what are you really going to fear in that division? There isn't much to be scared of. Them. It's kind of an easy ride into the playoffs. Um, you've kept the majority of your team because my guys like Mike Evans and everybody else have decided to take pay cuts because they know their best chance of winning is with Tom Brady at the helm. So, yeah, I think you're right.
0: And Tom Brady also proved last year towards end of the season, he can run on a skeleton crew. He's not. He doesn't yeah. need all his big receivers. He doesn't need, He doesn't. Injuries do not fuss him. And it showed, And I think it's very interesting, like you said, they're bringing Paul in Logan Ryan, former Patriot, Shaq Mason, former Patriot. Yeah. It, you know, he's bringing in some of his guys. He's bringing in the guys he trusts. And mm-hmm. it, the, the guys that he trusts in the first place that were there have stayed and they've taken the cuts where they can to keep other guys on the team. It's a shame players like Ali Marpet has retired. I'm quite surprised he retired. So early, I think there's more probably to that issue than maybe we, we, we know now. I can imagine in the years to come, we may hear more about that. Um, uh, Andrew, Adam, do you have anything to import by the NFC South here?
3: I think it's, um, it's a bit of a dead division, and really, to be <laughs> brutally honest, it is. It's, um, we all know that you know the Bucks have got most of their guys back, um, they're not gonna. You know they're going to do what they did last year, um, and the year before, and and they'll they'll get enough wins. And when it comes to the other three teams, I think it's they're all teams that are kind of scrambling around trying to find that quarterback. Um, you know, Mariota's gone to the Falcons because of the relationship with Arthur Smith. Um, the Panthers are just scrambling around for anyone and have been for a few years now. Um, and the Saints—they—they they haven't replaced Drew Brees because you know who—who mm-hmm. who does replace Drew Brees, sort of thing. So I think it's—it's it's difficult for any of them at the moment. And um, yeah, I, I think that it's—it's it's a fairly, fairly easy division for the uh, for the Bucks at the moment.
1: I think just one thing to add as well. At the age of forty-four or forty-five, he led the NFL in passing the entire season. That's insane. I mean, mm. guys are supposed to trend downwards like Big Ben did and and possibly Drew Brees with his arm strength. Tom Brady seems to be getting better. This method of T B twelve training, I don't know what it is, but I need it because I want to be like <laughs> him and I want to keep, you know, I want that longevity. It's impressive stuff. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, I agree with you guys. I think um it's easy for the Bucks to win that one quite easy. Uh, I wouldn't write the Saints off as being a struggler in that division. I think that um, Jameis Winston is a capable quarterback. We've seen it um, throughout his years. Just if he sorts his turnovers out, I think he could fit in well, especially with um, uh, with the, with some of the weapons he's got. You say Alvin Kamara, one of the best running backs. Uh, you know, what Thomas, one of the best wide receivers. They still have massive names on the defence. So their O-line, their O-line is, is really good. It's, it's one of the bonuses of, of, uh, for that team. And I wouldn't write them off as being as bad as the others. Uh, I think the Falcons are the ones that uh, are in real trouble. They've got no wide receivers whatsoever of any merit. Uh, I think probably if you're looking at anyone to be a talent on the receiving core, it's Kyle Pitts. We saw what happened when uh, teams worked out if they marked Kyle Pitts out of the game, the Falcons were useless. Um, and, and the, the, it's going to be pretty similar and they've got so many holes on the defense as well it's just going to be a struggle for them the carolina panthers are the ones for me uh we were only talking two years ago about how good that young defense was and whether it was one of the best young defenses coming through last season before the season started we talked about how well they drafted how they looked to advance um so yeah that's that's the question mark with me i know they're struggling at the quarterback and that that is going to be the massive. Concern with them, but um, I'm not not overly concerned about their future because they have some absolutely fantastic young pieces on defence and offence. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I think it's the Falcons that are going to be the big struggle and I I wouldn't write off the Saints uh, as being as bad as what we're kind of portraying them.
0: Well, let's stick with you, Andrew, while we're here and move on to what people have always dubbed the NFC least, but maybe it's back to its former <laughs> glory. The NFC East is back with Dallas Cowboys, the New York Giants, your team, the Philadelphia Eagles, and also the Washington Commanders, the new named Washington Commanders. Um, take it away, Andrew. I know your beloved Giants are in this division. I'm hoping there's no bias on your uh, bias on your part whilst we talk about the NFC East.
2: Yeah, the NFC East, it still remains to be uh, an interesting league and a disappointing uh, division, doesn't it? It's, um, <laughs> uh, for me personally, looking at what the moves are, I'll go through them, I'll talk about the teams. For me personally, bar the Cowboys, I think this is still wide open um, and I don't think the Cowboys are a sir. So the, uh, we'll look at the Cowboys to start off with to talk about that. You know, they've they've lost some massive key names. Uh, yes, they were easily the most dominant force in, in that uh, division last season. Yes, they've got the most talented quarterback in that division, which helps. But when you look, they lost uh, Amari Cooper. They've lost Cedric Wilson. Yeah. They've lost two of their guards um, from that O-line that everyone was talking about being so good. But it got one injury last year and it started to fall apart a little bit. And those two names that have gone off, Collins and Williams... They're big names for them to, to lose off of that O-line. And they, and when you look what they're bringing in to replace these names, Washington at wide receiver and then Fowler at defensive end, they're the only names of merit that they've brought in. I see that as a downgrade from the team that they had last year. And they didn't light up the world like amazing at league. You know, Eagles nearly got there and picked them towards the end. They, they They've got a very good front seven. We know that um but i still think they're they're exposed at cornerback um i think we talk about trayvon Diggs about how good he is just because he has so many interceptions but i think he gave up the most yards of any cornerback mm-hmm. in the league, didn't he? He did, yeah you know that, that that's over not a thousand
1: right that's
2: it's, it's not a tick in my box of being shored mm-hmm. up at cornerback um so yeah D- zeke elliott is on the decline he has been um so he's got a, he's got to come back he's got to bounce back but They've they've got a whole a lot of pressure on CD Lamb there I think mm-hmm. a lot of pressure uh, mm-hmm. and we saw when it came to the crunch time in the big games he had his drops he's been consistent throughout the season but the big games he had the drops so although they are probably the favourites they are probably got the most talent I'm not going to say they're a for sure winning this they should be um, but you know there's that they have they as I've said, I don't think their team's as good as what it was last year. They haven't got loads of picks in the draft, and not high picks. They've got deep. They've got picks. They can fill some holes. Yes, but yeah, I'm not convinced that they are all singing, all dancing, got this league nailed on. We yeah. talk about the team that finished in second place. We move on to the Eagles. Um, I think they've had. No, everyone's been quiet in in this division when it comes to mm-hmm. yeah, even, even the Commanders. You know, they took Wentz. It's not groundbreaking news, is it? But the Eagles, I think Hassan some it and bringing back Fletcher Cox, great bits of business. Um, they haven't really lost anybody. Um, they had, they, they, Freddie, I know that the Eagles, uh, have, you've had a bit of a soft spot for them uh, over the years. And it was that team mentality, that grit, that grind, that sort of, you know, passion of, uh, of the city. And I feel like they showed that last year again, and I thought they'd lost it. So it's whether they can continue that, because for me, they've got a lot of needs still. They're an aging team. I still think they need another edge rusher that's aging. They need cornerbacks. They need safety. They need to really address that O-line because it is getting old. Mm -hmm. still talented, but as you've said, it only takes one of your O-linemen to go down, and that whole line changes. They need to bring some fresh young blood into that team. Um, And are we overly convinced at wide receiver yet? We don't know. That's where their issues were. But they've got picks 15, 16 and 19. For me, that that they, they have the ability to strengthen and build on what they did next year. So for me, they've put themselves in a better position than what they were last year, as opposed to what uh, the Cowboys have done. So, um, yeah, really worried about what they've done and the, the pieces they've changed because mm-hmm. they look to have strengthened slightly despite lots of holes. We're all, right, all laughing at me here. Because <laughs> 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 we so know I mean, what's coming. We know what's so coming. The um so the
1: Washington, best will last, right?
2: New name, new team. Um again, they've I think these have got the most to prove out of all the teams in this division this year. Mm. Because mm-hmm. um two years ago we all said that wow, when we were talking about them, it was talking about how good that defense was, how that front seven, how uh, this could be, they could chance to just dominate this league for the next few years with this team if they can finally put those pieces in. And again, um, they've lost two players off their O line. Um, they've lost Ricky Seals Jones. So I think that's a massive deal. Uh, but, you know, Logan Thomas was injured, so that yeah. exposes them. And their wide receiver core for me is Tevin McLaurin, and that's it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it's Antonio Gibson. I just fear that the Washington Commanders don't have enough star power in that team uh, across the board. They've got a couple of nice pieces and a great front seven, Um, but I think they've got the most to prove. As I said, um, they were the ones that everyone wanted to watch uh, and that wasn't that last year. So yeah, I think they've got the most to prove and they need to set a culture in there like Cincinnati have of it being a place to go and play. Because that is that is the fact There, they, they don't attract star players, do they? Mm-hmm. When you look at the free agency that they've done over the last couple of years, they've brought in some nice names, Curtis Samuel. You know, Chase um, Young. Yeah, but but no big stars. Uh, and I fear that that's their worry. So for me, they're the ones that need to, they're, they're going to have um, the hot seat in this division. And then we move on to the New York Giants. <laughs>
0: You're all, you're all the about. New York football giants.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, best team in New York. <laughs> Who cares about those Buffalo Bills?
1: Hmm. Um,
2: <laughs> you know, it's, it's, a, it's a tough one to talk about uh, because everybody seems to think they are full rebuild, worst team in this division. They, they haven't got a chance. And as I said at the top of this, I think it's still all to play for in this division. I don't think anybody's clear cut. Yes, like I said, Cowboys have, have got the momentum from last year and looked the better team. But when you look at the guys that they've got at the Giants, they've got a base there of
1: mm-hmm. uh,
2: already of, of being um, being able to compete in this division, uh, and they've brought in all the, as I feel, all the right pieces in uh, GM, head coach. Offensive coordinator, when you look at the names we've brought in, this is, uh, I think, this year is the year we've got to prove that we can compete. No, you have to. We've addressed the O line as the issue. um, And we've brought in nothing but O linemen through uh, free agency and a tight end and Matt Reader. We brought in a lot of Bills players. (laughs) I could tell you that. (laughs) Um, But we brought in some veterans on the O line. I think that will help because we had a lot of youngsters and I think they were just being led blind uh, and not producing the goods. Um, We've got some lovely, again, like the Eagles, we've got some great draft picks. We can Mm. strengthen a team. That defense was good two years ago. It was real good. Um, Mm. We struggled with keeping everybody fit last year. We lost all of our wide receivers. We lost Blake Martinez, our leader on the defense. We lost sort of Dan Jones for... A long period of time, um, so yeah, I think we, I think we could be the dark horses in mm-hmm. the division, and I think there is a chance for us to to upset a few teams and maybe be in the in the chat towards the end of the season. Unlike last year, where we were just sort of out of it after a few weeks, it all hinges on whether Kenny Golladay
1: and Adam. <laughs> Yeah. Adam just, hes just like, no, I don't agree. We
2: can keep quiet for a little bit. Yeah, for me, it all hinges on whether uh, Saquon Barkley and Kenny Golliday yep. stay fit and play up to their potential.
0: I kept my composure for so long. Go on, Adam. Adam's just little smirk just broke me. And before I say anything, any love that I did have for the Eagles did get ground out by the anti-Eagle that is Adam who has been so against the Eagles for such a long time and has always not liked them. But, Adam, it seems as you were so itching to get your opinion across. We'll get you going on Thursday.
3: I'd just love to know what he's smoking. That's all. That's all I want to know. <laughs> I just want to wow. know what he's on. That's it. Do, mean, you know, do you know what? Do you know what? Go the, on, Adam. The, the Giants, they're just, I mean, it's, they're going for the right needs. I will give them that. But the quality of player is not great.
2: We haven't got the salary cap, have we?
3: No, which is why I'm surprised you think that they would be in the conversation for anything come the end of the season.
2: I mean, I said the the, the conversation of... uh, I mean,
3: you didn't didn't exactly say what
2: conversation. The conversation for a division (laughs) with four teams in it. That was the conversation. (laughs) I'm not talking about anyone other than these four guys. I've, I've said to you, this division is still, I believe, one of the worst. There's no standout. It is. It's still one of the worst. And 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 the yeah. And the one who's supposed to be the best. I just don't think they are.
3: Yeah, I, I agree. I I feel that this division is down to two teams. I really do. I think it's mm-hmm. the Cowboys and the Eagles, and that's it. The other two are just. They're not in the right position at all, to to do anything. Um, I really like what the Eagles have done. Yeah, i keep on I keep on being accused of hating the Eagles. The reason I hated the Eagles was because I couldn't understand what they were doing um mm. I can understand what they're doing now. I think people like Hassan Riddick is a great pick. I think Zach Pascal is a decent wide receiver yep. to bring in, yeah. I think they've re-signed some good players. They've re-signed Boston Scott who did something for them last year. They've re-signed Fletcher Cox. They've got Jason Kelsey back. I I think yeah. these are these are great players for them to bring in and they've got the picks and they've had the space to do it all. And um yeah, I think they're in a really good position for this year. Washington I don't know what they're doing. I okay. I mean the the only the only Positive is at least they've got Effie Abada on their eye. That's the oh, only okay. positive oh, yeah. they've got is that Effie's there. Um, but the rest, of, and I'm surprised a little bit with the Cowboys. I felt they would have done more. Losing Amari Cooper's a, a big mm-hmm. hole, and I know that they bought in Gallup and bought in James Washington as well. But I mean, oh
1: yeah,
3: <laughs> it's not it's not great. It's a lot of re-signings of players that. We're okay, but not brilliant. Mm. Um, And then, yeah, I I think it's between the two. But I think the Cowboys will come down a little bit. I think the Eagles will go up a little bit. I could see them both potentially sneaking into the playoffs just because the NFC is that bad. Um, But I don't see anything from the other two.
1: I think, uh, for me, there's three things. Um, Yes, the Eagles have picks because they have our pick, thanks to Wentz and the Colts. But um, uh, the Washington Commanders, I'm starting to feel really bad to Wentz because he didn't have – I mean, again, he had JT at the Colts and he had some receivers and he had Jack Doyle tight end, and Mertany Potts, et mm-hmm. You mentioned it, Andrew, that Commanders have nothing. And all that's going to happen is they're going to be trash and they're going to blame it on Wentz once again. Um, and I do feel really bad for him because I don't think it's going to go down very well. I don't know if we'll get another job after this, maybe a backup role, because they have nothing. I mean, if you thought you yeah. didn't have targets at the Colts, who on earth is he throwing to at The Commanders, it's just awful. They lost
2: their best O-linemen, uh, and, now, and we've seen what Wentz looked yeah. like at the Colts when the Colts O-line was beat up. Yeah. So imagine what it's going to be like at the Commanders, having yeah. got the talent that the Colts had. I think he's going to re-
1: Yeah, I, I feel really bad for him, but... The Giants, I mean, I agree with you, Adam. I think the Cowboys are gonna come down a peg because they've lost to Cooper and he attracts attention from the defence. Mm-hmm. Whether he's targeted or not. Uh CeeDee Lamb and Gallup are great. Um they've got their times, I forget his name, he's a tight end that I quite like. Um but again I think they're gonna struggle a little bit. Zeke isn't the same, I don't know what's going on with Zeke. Again, it could be the injury bug for running backs, and Tony Pollard looks great. But the Giants, I mean I've mocked the Giants all season. Um Dre from The Verge and a of sports. I think you guys have, have seen or spoken before. He's a massive Giants fan, and he can't stand them because they don't do anything good. But really, if you were to get—I mean, I know you lost Logan. Um, you lost Logan a couple of days ago, I think, to the to the to the Bucks. You also lost Bradbury as well, who the safety, who I think was actually really good. Um, but if you look at your offense, right, excluding Daniel Jones, if you could get rid of him, which I don't think you are, but maybe you do. You do have some receivers, you do have some mm. weapons. And I know your O line isn't amazing, but you have if, if Saquon Barkley again, mm. the running back thing about being injured is clearly hit him and he isn't the same player, and which is a shame. But if he can find like seventy-five percent of what he used to be, you pair that with guys like Kadarius Tony, who I love. I absolutely love Kadarius Tony. Kenny Galladay, who is one of the biggest frauds in the entire league because he was paid seventy two million, whatever it was, and did absolutely mm. nothing. Um, Sterling Shepard, who is basically a solid receiver for you guys. Then you've got Darius Slayton, who I like too. You do have some names, some guys who can catch the ball and make things happen. The issue for me is your quarterback, and that is where it all, you know, you know the buck starts and ends with him. If you could swap him out for somebody else, dare I say, you could have a chance at that number two spot possibly, um, although it's more than likely going to be, like like Adam said, probably – Cowboys or Eagles first, second, and then you guys, you know, speck for that third. But I don't think you're that far away. If you hit with some of your picks that you've got and possibly do something at the quarterback position, you could be okay.
0: Well, we'll go from uh, the uh, NFC East to we, the North, the NFC North, the Green Bay Packers fan. Adam here is going to wheel his way through it. We thought we would be talking about an NFC North with no more Aaron Rodgers, but we were fooled. We were just talking about an NFC North with no Devontae Adams instead. So um, we've got obviously the Minnesota Vikings in there, the Detroit Lions, and we have the Chicago Bears as well, the Detroit Lions, who will be the uh, feature team on the the new series of Hard Knocks will will, uh, air more likely in August, September time. So make sure you watch that over on the NFL Network and on uh, relevant streaming channels and stuff like that. So uh, NFC North, Adam, take us away. How the pack is going to do?
3: Well, the Packers are going to win it. So really, there's not much point about talking <laughs> anything else, win, is there? I mean, this. that's it. So. The
1: division, right? You um, mean the... Just the division, yeah. That's just
0: all
3: the division. Again. Yeah. yeah. Um, look, it's not a great division, really, aside from the Packers and the Vikings. Um, I think, obviously, when it comes to Green Bay, the loss of Devontae Adams is going to be massive. So it's gonna, it will bring them down. They probably won't win 13, 14 games. It probably will drop them down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Having said that, given what we're talking about with the NFC and how bad it actually is, it probably won't make much difference. Um, they've re-signed Devondre Campbell. They've re-signed Russell Douglas. Uh, they've kept the majority of the defence together with Preston Smith there. Um, obviously Zadarius Smith has gone, but we all knew that was going to happen anyway. So, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it, it's a, they've pretty much kept the defence together. When it comes to the offence, obviously lost Adams, but Lazard is there. Don't worry, Randall Cobb's there as well, so we're all OK. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be drafting, drafting guys bringing in... Some free agents. There's a lot of talk about Chris Olave mm-hmm. um, in the draft. There's talk about um, Jarvis Landry, which I don't really see because he's more of a slot guy, which we don't really need. Um, there's talk about uh, Brandon Cooks, which wouldn't be the oh, worst yeah. guy in the world. That would be a good pick. Um, and there's talk about trading for Chase Claypool as well. So, you know, oh, it, I've not yeah, heard that. So I'm, Sure, Freddie would be thrilled with that one. So, there's <laughs> lots of talk about
0: what? bringing in. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's strange, isn't it?
2: You so... should believe
0: every Packers blog you read, but you should wait
3: till
2: the so, news um, comes you out.
0: You know,
3: there's, I, I think they will, they, they need, I would say they need to bring in at least three wide receivers. I would say cool. through the draft and the. Um, free agency, so I could see them drafting two wide receivers and bringing in a free agent um, but yeah, aside from that they're obviously the team is still there it's the same as last year, just without Devonta Adams, so you're gonna lose a lot because of it, but they're probably still the best team arguably to win games in the division and um, the Vikings obviously have not really done much, to be honest. They've brought in, you know, re signed Kirk Cousins, <coughs> brought in, <coughs> in Zadarius Smith, who, uh, has, you know, his back's knackered. So that's a good idea.
1: <laughs> they're,
3: they're, they're bringing in a lot of sort of 30, 29 year old guys because they're trying to compete now. And it, it's just not, it, it's, to me, I think it's a weird thing for them to do because they're not going to win a Super Bowl. Is that, you know, they're not. So it feels like for the rest of these teams, they need to come up with a strategy of getting younger so that when Rogers finally does go, they can actually have a really good shot at doing something. And I just don't understand what the Vikings are doing. It's like you've got Kirk Cousins come in. He's re-signed. You've got um, Harrison Phillips assigned for them. But there's not a lot really there. And it's all going to be reliant on Thielen and uh, Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook as it was last year. And maybe with the change of head coach, it might make a difference. But I think in reality, you've still got the same ingredients, So you're going to probably end up with roughly about the same positioning for them. Mm -hmm. So I'm not really that concerned, you know, when it comes to them. Um, When it comes to the Bears, the Bears were actually, to me, I felt like they were doing some interesting moves. They were bringing in some younger guys. And then they tried to bring in, um, Andrew knows him. Who was the guy? I can't remember. Yeah, they tried to bring him in. And he Who? failed a medical or something like that. And it all went a bit wrong. Who's, and that,
0: who's like, that? Sorry. Landry. Joyce Landry.
2: No. no, Harold.
0: Oh, Harold Landry. Sorry. Uh,
3: <laughs> yeah. <and laughs> it, it was just a bit, a bit odd. And I, I don't know. I don't quite know what the bears are doing. Person, they're, they're meant to be, they need to get younger. Like I said, as mm. they all do. And I think a lot of this obviously is going to be Justin Fields. They've let go of Alan Robinson, which is a big name for them to lose. But a lot of it was going through Darnell Mooney anyway. So it it wasn't really, you know, Robinson was there, but now you sort of think to yourself, is Mooney going to be that number one guy who can do it without Robinson taking away the main defender? Um, so I think that's a really big problem. They They haven't, really bought in anyone on massive contracts. I mean they've bought Trevor Simeon in <laughs> yeah. and um and they've got Byron Pringle in from Kansas. Yeah. So I mean the the rest of it it's not
0: that great. Um, and obviously traded and traded Khalil Mack out of town. Yeah and of to course, re, Khalil, yeah, as Khalil as well. Mack, has
3: mm-hmm.
0: which I that makes sense
3: to me. I get that. Mm. Because you're getting the picks and you're you're Mm -hmm. reducing the cap space and you're getting rid of someone who's older because you know that you're not going to win now. And that kind of move was everything that made sense. And then they tried to bring in a couple of older guys and you just sort of think, but you now you're just that doesn't make any sense anymore. The one team that I have to say I think are doing the right thing is the detroit lions and i think they
0: faci- i think they're fascinating yeah. I, I think yeah. they're I, so I, interesting yeah.
3: it's it's a very it's quite a, the whole thing is a bit bizarre with dan campbell and the way that he is and all of that but i think it's the way that it, it might work you mm-hmm. know for them and stuff like that and i think they've they've worked out that they are not going to be a relevant team for about a couple mm-hmm. of years. But they know there's no point because all the time Rodgers is there, there's no point in them trying to do anything. So the best thing they can do is get young, bring in good players through the draw, through free agency. DJ Chark is a mm. is a great move.
1: That's a great, great move.
3: You know, Josh Reynolds, who they had last year, showed mm-hmm. that he was decent. And they've, they're bringing in good young talent. And I don't think it's that they're going to be able to do anything now. But in a couple of years' Mm. time, when Rodgers is gone and, you know, Beelon's gone and Kirk Cousins is gone and you're looking at all these other teams that are in the division and you sort of think, well, you know, they're not in the right position to do anything anymore they're going to be the team that's going to have these younger players and be able to do something and, and make a move and, and potentially get a playoff game and you know do things like that, which they, they don't normally do. So, I at least I can see what they're doing. When it comes to this year, purely for this season coming up, I think the Vikings will be a threat because the Vikings are always a threat when it comes to winning this division. But at the end of the day, although everyone comes out and goes, oh, Rogers needs receivers who he trusts and all that sort of thing, at the end of the day, he's a reason that he's won the MVP the last two years. And if you can get some It'll really be good young wide receivers and maybe a free agency sign-in of someone who's a bit cheap, like a Brandon Cooks, I think he'll be fine. And I think they'll win the division
0: relatively Easily.
1: Hmm. Feel free yeah,
3: to
0: attack. You, if it was <laughs> like George wasn't quite convinced that George can go first. Yeah,
1: it's just it's just the receiving. And I mean, again, you mentioned the Chris Olave. If they get someone like him, obviously he could be a potential game changer and Aaron Rodgers' new best friend. But remember, when Rodgers was with Devontae Adams early on in their career, they weren't clicking at all. And <laughs> then they had the whole offseason, and all of a sudden, Adams becomes this pro ball, pro bowler who's just amazing. And we know what Rodgers is like, his temperament. He gets very frustrated with guys who can't do it right. You already mentioned you don't have MVS. You don't have um, Seb Brown, who didn't do much anyway. Um, you've got Alan Azar, who's someone that I've liked, but isn't really targeted targeted in the game. Maybe now it's his chance to step up. And Randall Cobb is Randall Cobb. You know what he's going to do for you. Um, I don't know. Just I, I just feel like you will struggle a little bit because you don't have Devontae Adams. And, uh, I'm sure every Packers fan knows that, and that relationship was very special. If you can kind of compare it to the Tyreek Hill and, and, and Mahomes, if you like. Um, so yeah, it is interesting. I think the Vikings will be close. I um, don't know how close it will be to the Packers. I think you guys will still top the division, but I think it'll be closer than we think. I love what the. What the I said it towards the end of last season. I said it back then. I know Jared Goff isn't a world beater, and he did get to the Super Bowl with the Rams and Sean McVeigh, but I love what the, the Lions are doing. And I also love the moves to bring in hard knocks as well. I love it. I think it's just going to do wonders for them. I'm um, Saint Ra, I think he's amazing. They've got some great young running backs too. Defense is questionable, but they they, they stood up in a few games where it mattered. Um, and you mentioned D.J. D. Chalk is a massive signing for them. Him, Josh Reynolds, um, I don't know what their tight ends are like. I can't quite remember who they've got at tight end. But, um, I J. like what they're doing. G.J. Harkins one, one, one of the, Hawkins, the best. best. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He is great. The, the, the Bears, like you said, they, they're weird. They're stuck, right? I don't know what's going on there. I do like the Pringle move because if they are trying to get rid of the old style of Matt, Matt Nagy's calling an offense that isn't suitable for Justin Fields, then Pringle will help them do what, what Fields can do well, which is scramble and get the ball down the field, right? Because Pringle is he's quick. He's fast. He did the same thing with Mahomes. Um, so it's an interesting division. Packers will probably still top it, but I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't sleep on the Lions, personally.
0: Andrew, do you think the Lions are closer to winning division than people maybe give them credit for?
2: Uh, No, I don't think they're going to be close to winning the division. I think um, the the Packers are still uh, Mm -hmm. a lot out of their league. I also think, as we said, the Vikings are always in that mix of like rotating a few players Mm -hmm. and and kind of being on the cusp. They're one of those teams, you know, that you've always said, Fred, you know, if they can win a few of those tight games, Mm -hmm. they're going to be, They're going to be in there, especially with the names that they've got on that team. But I agree with everybody. I mean, we've said it all last year. Just love what the the Lions are doing. Uh, And they are, like I said, they're exciting to watch. Um, Mm. And what they're doing is great. I watched them in quite a few games last week when they were the game on telly. Uh, Despite the fact that they lost, I felt like they were in games a lot. They were in them. Mm. And you could see the heart in, in a lot of the players and and, and the head coach. So, uh, yeah, really like what they've done, and they seem to be hitting on their draft picks, which shows that they've got good back offices that's, that's bringing in the names, which is going to be great for their future. The
0: other thing pretty, as well, I'm pretty sure Vikings were the team that w- w- only lost. They lo- they had eight games where they won or lost by three points, didn't they? It yeah, was like Field got yeah. most games, but it was in between.
1: I've got to say the Lions had quite a few games where they would just one touchdown out or a field goal out mm-hmm. as well, like last minute. So again, if those, you change, if those things change, the Lions are winning more games than people predict. So I like uh, that mate, everything they're doing.
0: It's what makes a team good or a team great. But let's move on to my NFC West. The division that was seen as the strongest division in football last year, obviously it has the hosts, the Super Bowl champions, the LA Rams. However, Lots of movement within this division. We're going to go on to that. So I'll talk about your Super Bowl winners from uh, this year. Well, last season, this year, the LA Rams signing Matt Stafford to an extension of the contract. He's gone over there and proved... But he's not just a stat guy. He's not a stat padford, as people like to call him. Um, He's actually going to show him that he can really lead the team to a Super Bowl when he's been surrounded by the talent that he's always deserved but never got at Detroit. They've uh, brought in Alan Robinson, wide receiver formerly of Chicago, on a three year deal. With bringing him in, the OBJ has been able to let go. However, there is still rumour that he may come back. They uh, also traded uh, Robert Woods in the last few days to the Tennessee mm. Titans. On the defensive side, Von Miller is no longer there. However, there is still the threats of Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, uh, Leonard Floyd on that team. This LA Rams team, it feels like for the last few years, they that, that though they traded in Matt Stafford. Of course they did. And that was a big move. But this team hasn't really overly changed that much. In the last few years it's just got better and better and it's just improving it's just synergy that's helped help them more i think though they've been known for doing these splashy moves they're known for doing one splashy move they're not known for you know in, in one season they will do one big splashy move and then that'll be it that'll be that was sort of full sign after that so i don't think they've necessarily done of resigning. i would not be shocked if obj goes back there but they are in win now mode. They want to be going back to the Super Bowl um, and probably think they deserve it as well. We'll look over to the San Francisco 49ers, a team that is in a sort of quarterback controversy. Jimmy Garoppolo, still on the team obviously having major surgery which means he's not going to be throwing for a while however it's gone big confirmed Dave I think he will be activated on to be able to participate so it's looking like he will throw a lot a lot sooner than people maybe gave credit for for the surgery however you've you've got you you drafted you moved up to get Trey Lance is it now time for Trey Lance but Jimmy G took you so far in the postseason I, I think this is a really complicated situation for the San Francisco 49ers and they need sort of a clear-cut decision very soon. Um I, I don't think it is going to be good for this team to dwell on which one to go for. I, I they can thank Jimmy G for all he's done there. He took them to a Super Bowl final, but it's now time to move on, maybe. Um but if they if they if if they decide not to, then then, then they need to really go, with Jimmy G and go for it. I I just think it's a complicated situation for the 49ers over there. They've lost a couple of players. Um, They've they've not brought in anyone really of note. Nothing huge, really, I suppose. But they're a team, again, that has just been consistently good and just needs that next level now. Um, And I I don't know whether they've done that. They have definitely not done that in free agency. Maybe they're going to look to the draft to do that um, in the later rounds uh, as they don't have a first-round pick. I I think this team, there's not going to be much change. The big thing is the Jimmy G situation. It was obviously heavily rumoured that he was going to be going to the Colts um, and to other certain teams as well that were in the quarterback market. But this has all happened and there really is nowhere for him to go outside of maybe within the division to Seattle, which is next team we'll talk about, the Seattle Seahawks. A team that made the huge well, the, the hugest move in my eyes anyway um of the of, of this offseason which was trading away Russell Wilson in return they did get picks they also got drew Locke, who I presume will be their starting starting quarterback unless with that pick nine that they got off of Denver, they go and get a quarterback, which is, again, heavily rumored, whether it be Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett, whether either of them two available once they get to the Seattle pick. And um, they also got Noah Fant in there, uh, which I think was really great business by them, with Fant is fit. Fan is one of the top tight ends in the league. I think he's not on that echelon of Kittle and Kelsey, but he is definitely in that realms of Hawkinson and players like that. I think his issue is he he didn't get targeted as as much in Denver because of all the threats they have at the wide receiver position. And him going to Seattle, yeah, there's DK Metcalf, there's Tyler Lockett who was heavily rumoured to be traded away. But that, I, I think that he's going to do a lot better there. They've uh, brought in people like Austin Blythe, who's good. They also got Shelby Harrison on the deal, which I thought was really smart business as well. Their defense has been the weak point. They brought in Cheno Nuosu, Artie Burns, Sidney Jones. They resigned Quandre Diggs. Um, the, I, I think this this team is lacking identity again, and it is an identity that we said needs to be changed, which is what we said last season was that we thought, felt that Pete, it was now time for Pete Carroll to go. Pete Carroll, is he going to stick around for a rebuild? I, I just don't know. I don't think so, but it wouldn't shock me anything with this team. I like some of the moves I've done. Obviously, I hated them getting rid of Russell Wilson, but I loved it for Russell Wilson to go to a team that looks like that they could really do it, push for a Super Bowl this year. Uh, and then that leaves us with the, uh, the Arizona Cardinals, who are – a complicated team, to say the least, really. I mean, uh, they've lost Chandler Jones. He's gone over to the LA Raiders. They've re-signed Zach Ertz, who they traded for last year. They've re-signed James Conner, but they let Chase Edmonds go, who was sort of that tandem with Conner, which made him so good. People really wanted Conner to be that good in, in Pittsburgh, me especially, but I think it was because of that tandem that he worked so well. I don't know whether him being a lead back is going to work on this team. But the big thing really is this 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 Kyler Murray situation with Arizona. He's demanding to be paid soon. He's demanding for a contract extension. He's looking around the league and seeing these guys getting these contracts. And he's he, his style of play is so, um, it, it, it's so open to getting injured. He was injured for a lot of the season last year. And a lot of quarterbacks really, when they're getting them injuries, teams would not pay them that. But, but Kyler is this good. The problem is, is Kyler is this good. It's a bit like the Sean Watson, him being away for a year with the trouble sale. I know that was, That separate issue in the sort of the troubles, but he he was away and he didn't play at all. But the value is still there because on his day he can win games and he can be spectacular. We all remember that long flop throw against the Buffalo Bills to DeAndre Hopkins. He makes magic happen. He really does. But there clearly is a strain here in Arizona. It needs to be sorted out. He's meant to be Cliff Kingsbury's guy. He, he, he when Cliff that got there it was no secret that he was going to go and draft Kyler, and he did with the number one pick there's just it's too noisy for me this is a cardinals team but we said last year could be on the cusp to making a good super bowl push we didn't like they brought these older players but it showed in the season that it did them well because they did so well with them and they looked they went on that unbeaten run they looked really spectacular they did have their issues there's just too much noise coming from this organisation. I do think the Rams run away. Don't run away, maybe. But this division has significantly suffered this off-season with, with Russell Wilson leaving, the troubles that are going on with Kyler Murray, the fact that um, the fact that uh, the 49ers have still not decided really what they're going to be doing at the quarterback position between these two guys. It's opening up the Rams to take advantage of this. Then McVeigh at Stafford... Will and Donald win with this team? They've got a leader on the offense, a leader on the defense, and a leader on the sideline who's a real players' coach as well. Um, I, I, I don't see Seattle doing well. I, I, I like some of the guys they brought in. I just this Drew Lock is not the quarterback for them. I would like them to go and get a, a quarterback in the draft. The problem is when that happens, it opens up my Steelers, may not be able to get a quarterback in the draft, but you never know. Um, so I would love to see a Millie Willis Kenny Pickett situation there, but again. Pete Carroll's not sticking around for long. That I think this is, a, this is a Seahawks team that had an identity only a short while ago and now has completely lost its identity and doesn't really know where it's at. The 49ers, they need to decide quick. They need to decide soon. They should have decided already in my book. I, I, I need to see some certainty here from the 49ers going forward. All I know is, whichever pick is going to succeed because Kyle Shanahan is an offensive genius. He's he's going to succeed with this team. And then, yeah, the, the, the cards... Quiet him down. Get this sorted, yeah. Kyler. Pay him or don't pay him. Decide. Just don't don't leave this don't leave this hanging like it has been with the Dallas Cowboys. Like it was with Green Bay Packers. It was mm-hmm. too noisy. It was too much distraction. The Packers were good enough to overcome that. Dallas certainly weren't. At some points, they were not good enough to overcome how much noise and, and abru- abruption this was causing. So go and decide quickly. Um, I'll open it up to you guys. What are we thinking about the NFC West, the last year's toughest division? Mm. Now complementing back to earth in some senses.
1: I think it's the Rams to kind of to lose, really. Um, the Cardinals one is so strange because Cliff and Kyler have the same agent, right? And they've extended Cliff and they've extended the uh, I forgot um, the other guy's name as well. Obviously, Kyler is the one normally here who hasn't yet got what he's demanded for. They put out the whole statement about X, Y, and Z, and there wasn't any talk of how he or I intend to get better being Kyler or help the team, which I found very strange, bearing in mind, yes, they did go 7 or 8-0, but it's the second season they've done that kind of thing, and the house of the cards has just fallen down again. Um, I think Kyler lacks leadership, and I think he can be a bit bratty at times, um, whether or not the locker room feels the same way, I'm not sure. But clearly something isn't right there. I mean, they have AJ Green on the outside who probably won't be returning because he's kind of washed now. They lost Christian Kirk. He's gone. D-Hop is great, but it can't be a D-Hop alone. Andy Isabella, I believe, I heard he's on his way out too. They weren't so impressed what he was bringing to the table. Chase Edmonds is gone. It's a weird setup. It is a really weird setup. TJ Watt is TJ Watt, but he isn't the same kind of guy. We know that. I'm um, oh, sorry, JJ Watt even. Um, the Seahawks, there's nothing really much to say. But the Seahawks, I mean, full rebuild. They go and get a quarterback in the draft, that's great. But I guess they've still got Lockett whilst he's still there. They've still got DK Metcalf, he won't be going anywhere. Um, Chris Carson, and then you've got Penny um, as well in the running back. They, yeah, they have they would be going anywhere fast. Um, technically, you would say it's between the Cardinals and the Rams. But the way the Cardinals are going, I don't really know what's next. And the, if the 49ers do, there was talk today, actually, about the 49ers potentially sticking with Jimmy Garoppolo because, again, they're, they're, they're stuck, right? You do have Trey Lance and you haven't seen him play many games. We've seen flashes of what he can do. But essentially, they are stuck because Jimmy, again, has had his shoulder surgery. That's never great on the throwing arm as a quarterback. Um, so it's kind of, for me, it's the Rams to lose. I don't know where. I mean, the Seahawks, I think, will finish last in that mm-hmm. division. Um Kyler and Kyler and the Cardinal and then the Trey Lance or Jimmy G with the 49ers. It's, it's a toss up, really. But the Rams to lose. Hmm.
3: Yeah, I I feel it's um I feel it's probably going to be the same as last year. To be honest, I think the the sort of the standings based on what's happened in free agency. I, I feel like nothing's really changed that much. Hmm. Um, I think the Rams are just going to be too strong. They haven't really done that much in free agency, but they've replaced a 30-year-old wide receiver who's coming off of an injury with a slightly younger wide receiver who's not. So, you know, and to be honest, Robert Woods, Alan Robinson, they're pretty similar, really. So I think the Rams have, have kind of done the same. You know, they, they're pretty much going again. Um, the 49ers, as you said, they look they look good last year. They You know, they do look decent. Uh, who knows whether they're going to stick with Jimmy G now. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it was on the cards he was going, but now it seems like he's sticking around. Obviously, Trey Lance isn't ready like to, to be the starter. That's the only reason that Garoppolo would be there. Um, but, you know, as we've said, Kyle Shanahan is quite the the genius when it comes to the offense and, and he will get them winning games through Debo Samuel Kittle and the run game. Mm. So I can see them coming second. Who knows with Arizona at the moment, it's all a bit bizarre. Um, certain players have gone. You've got to think they'll probably bring some, probably bring a wide receiver in the draw because after losing Kirk, they haven't really replaced him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I would have thought that they'd do that, but they've got this thing, haven't they, where they start off really quickly and then it all fades away, and um mm. you know, you can see that happening again. and as for Seattle, they're like has been said, they're in complete rebuild, um, whether Pete Carroll's the right guy for it or not, who knows, but you don't trade away Russell Wilson if you're not in a rebuild, <laughs> you know mm. I mean that's that's the end of it, really, so yeah i I think. I think they're going to struggle um, this year. And, uh, yeah, I think it's just uh, same as, really.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, slightly different take, but pretty much the same. I think, yeah, Rams, obviously, they've you know, the team's equally as strong. They'll go again. They'll be fine, um, quite like everything they've done over the last few years. So I'm in on them again. Um, I think um, we're downplaying the 49ers a little bit. Uh, how strong they were um, once they got fit, they were possibly one of the strongest teams in, in that division, if not the strongest team in that division, when they were fit. Um, they are a run-first team and they have got lots of trick plays in there. They don't need, necessarily need uh, a full superstar quarterback in, in, in the 49ers setup to win games and to be competitive. I think what they're doing with Jimmy G is probably sensible um, because if they're in win now, they've got a lot of big names on that team. And if you don't keep hold of them, or if they go just Trey Lance, get rid of Jimmy G and Trey Lance gets injured. You know, we saw him come into games last season and then we saw nothing of him. I think mm-hmm. he was carrying injuries. And um, if he gets injured, you've got nothing, nothing whatsoever. So Jimmy G, whether he backs him up, whether he starts, whether, whatever, uh, whether they want to gradually bring Lance in to take over, it's sensible because if, if Lance goes down, you have nothing. So having Jimmy G there, I think, is, is, is sensible. They've got some great pieces. I think if that running back um, committee stays fit, they'll be dangerous. Um, I think the Cardinals uh, are on the downward trend um, I think there was a lot of hype about them. I wasn't overly keen about them last year and they proved me wrong a couple of times, but they're a downward trend for me. Um, there's a couple of guys, Chandler Jones even said he wanted out. He wanted out. Mm. Um, you know, yeah. guys don't want to stay, don't want to stay there at the minute. And for a team that we're saying um, was so close and they they were so talented and so good, why do people want to leave? Um, mm. I'd say there's there's a bit of disrupt there and, Um, I don't, again, I I think with the moves they've made they haven't strengthened their team from last year they've only weakened it Um, and they've brought in Will Hernandez in as a guard on their O-line and he was at the Giants and we didn't want him so um, (laughs) if you're taking guards off of us you've you've probably got a problem on your O-line and if Kyler Murray gets hit anymore we've seen it doesn't go well for him so yeah, I think they're on a downward trend as for the Seahawks I think if the Seahawks were in someone else's division, we probably wouldn't be so hard on them. Uh, I think it's just the fact of the division they're in because they do have some really, really good pieces. And again, they're a run-first team and -hmm. they have very talented running backs. They have very talented wide receivers. Um, So Drew Locke, again, he doesn't need to be fantastic. If they're running the ball all the time, uh, they need to strengthen that O-line and get defence. I don't think uh, this is the year for them to... Fill spots with quarterbacks when they could. That quarterback that you bring in could be just as good as Drew Locke. We don't know that he's going to be better than Drew Locke. Fill the spaces with cornerbacks and uh, edge rushers and O line and see what Drew Locke can do because you're not as bad as you think when you've got DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, uh, Chris Carson, Rashad Penny. Noah fan. You're not as bad as what you think you are. Fill those holes on defence. Get an identity like you said, Fred. Get that identity of mm. being a great defence again and bring in some youngsters. And I'd, I think they're not far off of being more competitive than a lot of the guys we've talked about in all of the other divisions. So I think it's just mm. the fact they're in that division that they're mm. in that they're going to struggle so bad this year. But yeah, Cardinals on the down downward trend for me.
0: Well, we're going to quickly close out the show with some NFC questions that you've sent to us on social media. Adam will be reading out to us and we'll, we'll, one of us will reply to your question. We won't do it around the table as we are running a little thin on time. But Adam, have you got some questions for us from the world of social media? Yeah, so we've got a
3: question from at GCith85. Is the NFC East still the worst division?
0: Yes, well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will take this one. Yes, it is, unfortunate. It, well, no, no, it's not. I, I think personally that the NFC South is the worst division now, even though it has Tampa Bay in it, because I think it is Tampa and nobody else. I do generally think the Eagles and the Cowboys are on 11 playing field. I'm a little bit more hot on the commanders than other people because I do believe that front seven is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think they need to find that form again, um, and 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 then they'll be a, a little bit in a better place. So I think their offense is a real struggle, though. The Giants, I I, I I want to like what's going on with them, um, and I like some of the individual players. It just never seems to click together. I think once it does click together, it's got a decent team, but I, that's about as good as it gets for me. I think it is just a decent team. It's it's not going to the upper echelons, but the NFC South, I think is it's, it's a little bit worse because I feel like the Falcons are, are not as good as the Giants. Um, and I feel like the Panthers and the Commanders, they've got that sort of 11 playing field in, the, in a way. But I think I like the front seven for the Commanders a bit more.
3: So at one stat, one day has asked rank your top five NFC quarterbacks for 2022. Not fancy. Uh, he's gone one Brady, two Rogers, three Stafford, four Prescott, five Murray. George, what'd you reckon?
1: So who did he have first? Brady.
3: He had Brady.
1: Hmm. I mean the stats don't lie. I think his name was what one stat something stat. So yeah. (laughs) I'll
3: give him that. Who did
1: he I'll give him Brady. Who did he have second? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with that too. He had Stafford third, did he? Yeah.
3: Then Prescott and then Murray.
1: See, those three are debatable. Dak Prescott He's an interesting man. I know he had the injury with his... He broke his foot. I think it was completely twisted his ankle or something. Top two is... I think that's correct. I'll go Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Stafford. Do you know what? No, I would... I'll, I'll agree with that. Stafford third. I will agree with that, yeah. And then we've got Prescott and Murray. Wow. Two quarterbacks who, you know, they talk a lot of the talk, but don't really back it up. I'm going to go... I'm going to go... Pre- yeah, I will go Prescott. And then Murray, actually. I think... There's potential for Murray to leapfrog Dak Prescott if if things happen for him this season. But with the moves they've made and the fallout that's happened, um, I, I can't see apart you. Know, you've got D-Hop, and that's great. You've got Zach Hurts, and he's, he's our safety blanket. Trace Edmonds is gone. I don't really see... You lost China Jones. I don't really see the recipe for him to leapfrog Dak. And I know Dak lost to Murray Cooper, but he has, I think... Yeah, I think I'll keep... I, I agree with that. That's a great shout. I'll go with that. <laughs>
3: Okay. Um, at Jim Geezer1 says, Does Jimmy G start for the Niners again next season? Andrew?
2: Uh, I think he starts. Yeah. I think he starts and they slowly bring Lance into games and use him. Uh, but you know what you're going to get uh, with Jimmy G and he's already worked with the team. So I, I think he'll start.
3: And the last one, whoever wants this one can have it. Starting quarterback situation for the Seahawks and Panthers. Who do we think will be starting? For, so quarterback, Seahawks
1: and then Panthers. I reckon they both draft a guy.
0: So there you reckon be. Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett go in that top 10 spots and then... I reckon, Yeah,
1: it. I mean, the Seahawks, I think the Seahawks definitely draft a quarterback. Um, because they've got, they do have the weapons in DK Tyler Lockett. They got to get them something. The Panthers obviously you've got Ar- um, Arnold and um, who else did they have? Who was the other guy they had again? It was it was well
0: they had didn't they have Newton in for a bit? But Newton's not there anymore. Yeah, Newton's
1: no, not no no. no PJ PJ Walker. Yeah, I think they they've had they tried their hand at the experiment. Everyone was on the hype chain with, with um, Sam Darnold, and it hasn't really worked out. Mm. I don't blame them for drafting the quarterback and I, I think they probably do. So that's where I would stand on that. But I think Andrew thinks otherwise.
2: I think Panthers take a quarterback in the draft. I think they've got to. They've got to find someone that um, can can come in uh, and maybe replace Darnold. Uh, and I think that's their best option because they've got to pay Darnold still. So they don't bring anybody else in. Not sure whether he starts day one. Um, that's the trouble with some of these guys in, in the draft this year. You don't know what you get till he's at camp. Uh, so he might not start day one, but I think it's clever and they could have, find their replacement. Again, like I said, Seahawks, Drew Locke is not as bad as what everyone's making out to be. He's, he's, he's a confident guy and he could bridge the gap for a season. Don't waste the pick on a quarterback in this draft, fill the other hole. So I think Drew Locke starts there. Interesting.
0: Well, you've heard all from us tonight about the NFC. I hope we've injected some excitement into the NFC for you guys, for you, the fans, for the guys that support teams in the NFC. I'm sorry. I know it's been a moment. We've not discussed your <laughs> poor teams on the other side of the not-as-much-action football conference. But, you know, more AFC to come in future, future Franchise Tag podcast because, you know, we, what we want the viewers to come back. So, uh, from, from <laughs> until then... Enjoy the rest of your week. Hopefully, we're going to have a few more different, maybe some more trades, some more free agent signings in the next few days, hopefully. And we'll be back next week to chat all things NFL like we do whilst we creep ever closer to the NFL draft. Next week, it will be April. We'll be into draft season. We'll be all here for the draft. We'll be talking a lot about it. We'll be doing our alternative mock draft that we love doing and love pissing off the whole of the NFL universe with because we have some crazy picks in crazy places, but we love doing that. So until then, have a great week. Enjoy yourselves and we'll see you all very soon.